0: Calling all queerdos. That's right, it's your headquarters. Welcome to the Queer-Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Hello, hello everybody. It is your favorite host, Johnny. Queerly Johnny, for those who really love me. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. We have another great show for y'all today. But before we get to that, we have some things we want to remind you of. If you are in downtown Spokane... We will be doing a live show at Lunarium, which is the only late night tea and coffee shop in Spokane. We're doing a live show all about creating uh, creating safe spaces and what an ally is. It's a live show, we're, and while we do that, we're going to be doing tasting new teas that the owner went and did a little shopping spree. And I got in trouble because uh, I obviously don't know how teas work, so she decided that she was going to school me so if all y'all will come out it's a great place we go there all the time and it'll be a lot of fun i can guarantee that and if i'm there then it's going to be really hot and messy so we we would love to see you there check our website for more information on that we also wanted to mention that we are doing our annual holiday photo shoot which is our body positivity shoot last year y'all loved it it comes out, remember, the 12 days of Christmas starts on December 1st. We do that shoot this weekend. It's all about being positive about the skin that we inhabit. And so it's a bigger shoot this year than it was last year. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. We're very excited about that. And then last but not least, I may have said it once before, but we finally have merch. So please feel free. It supports all the projects that we do because we do it out of the kindness of our hearts. And then, you know, other than that, we could live under a bridge somewhere. So if you want to go buy merch, there's lots of amazing things, hoodies and t-shirts and uh, every, and coffee cups, which I'm addicted to, and hats. So feel free to check out our website and you can go there uh, every little bit. We love you forever. I'll say your name on the show, whatever you want. Whatever you want for me, I'll come to your house. Uh, we will do that. But that's not why y'all showed up, is it? Uh, Her newest single, Male Femininity, is all about self-acceptance and empowerment, but if you're familiar with her past work, then this is no surprise. Always willing to be vulnerable and to take us on her journey, we are super excited to welcome recording artist Queen Sir Jet to the program. Hello! Hello! Hello. Thank you for taking time. I know, uh, especially when you release a single, life is busy and crazy.
1: So, mm, okay. <laughs> so
0: we love we love that you're here. I wanted to jump right in with the single, uh, male femininity, because it's such a statement, I guess. Can we first talk about what made you want to do this specific single with this specific message?
1: It's usually like um, the producer will send me um, the music, and it'll be my job to write the lyrics. And so I can sit with this, a track, you know, anywhere between a week to three months, just like listening over and over and saying, like, what words come to me? And um, a lot of the words um, just started coming slowly to me. And um, originally my idea was like to call it the Queen, you know, because I adopted the name Queen to my name, Sir Jet. Um, But it was the producer's idea to call it male femininity, because I think I... Um I think I threw in the words like m- the feminine male somewhere in yeah. my lyric ideas. So that's well, how it came I, to be. <laughs> the
0: not only are the words to this song very powerful and I think so many people need to hear it and that it will help but all I have to say is everybody needs to go watch this video real quick even if you put me on pause put it on pause the <laughs> visuals that are in this are absolutely breathtaking in a minute we're going to get to the blue gown because that's crazy beautiful uh do you, you when you're going in to do like the actual video and that the visual process and you have the director and all how does that process work for you
1: um sometimes i put my input in and sometimes it's just the um the director and the producer who come up with the ideas um With this video particular, um, they came up with the concept. They came up with location, um, but they had me bring all my own clothes. So everything you see in the video is mine. It's stuff I own, and I, you know, I put it together. We had like a total of six different looks, but those were like the main three they chose.
0: Have you always had? uh, I mean, even be if we want to go the other direction, even beyond the great message. Do you always have this stylistic eye? Have you always had that, or how did it evolve?
1: I always had an idea of, like, what looks good on me. Um, It was once I started experimenting with um, women's clothing that it mostly came together. And I, you know, I had these very strong memories of, um, like, Sailor Moon, And how, like, the outfits were, like, these lingerie-based kind of ideas. And I said, well, what if I put that on this thing and see what happens?
0: (laughs) Well, did you have any idea? I know that uh, when I was reading your backstory that you worked with a a designer for a while and modeled. And they helped you, I guess, give permission to discover yourself through that clothing. Uh, Mm. Is that where it began? Other than when you were a child.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was a child, it was more like, um, you know, I had dolls and the right. dolls became the models. But then I became the model. Um, at the time you're, you're speaking of when my my designer friend said, have you ever worn high heels? And I said, no. And I put them on. And I was like, ouch, these hurt, but I look really good. <laughs> so <laughs> it right. went from there and then I started like, you know, going down Hollywood Boulevard and just picking out. Any kind of heel or stocking, I was like, "Oh, these are fun! I want to try this, this, and this, and everything."
0: I uh, I've said this many times, but I was watching some uh, interviews that you've done, and I love that you say it's so weird that people have such a strong reaction because they're just clothes. We are yes. the ones who decided what, who wears what clothes, but you are being an artist. You express yourself, and that's clothing is a way to do that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, because I look the way I do, because I have this, these like, huge muscles, people get this idea that I'm supposed to look normal, and I'm, I'm supposed to only wear boy clothes and right. be like that. They don't think of me as the same way they see, like, Lady Gaga or Little Nas X because they're not, um, you know, they're, they're not huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying they're not huge stars, but they're not physically huge.
0: Exactly. It's almost yeah. like we uh, agree that if someone is more, uh, has a slighter frame, and it's. Yes. Then we may not like it, but we'll let that go. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Madonna's song, What It Feels Like for a Girl, um, mm. the rules that we've been given. But that's why I absolutely love uh, watching videos with you because. You take it, you embrace it. This is you, and you're just presenting it. So I must ask, I must ask about that beautiful blue
1: gown, because mm. it's yours. It's mine, yeah. 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 <laughs> I originally bought it to wear at drag con, but it was the 2020 drag con which got canceled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you um,
0: prior to the video?
1: Yeah. So I've, I've just been saving it for something special all this oh. time. <laughs>
0: it's stunning. Has it been photographed for a magazine yet?
1: No, that was the only time I've taken it out. It's a, it's such a huge piece.
0: Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah.
1: it's like three pieces, and they're all very heavy, and the bottom skirt is covered in glitter, and glitter spews everywhere when you put it on, so... Um, It's a labor of love, bringing it anywhere.
0: (laughs) I think someone, some magazine somewhere uh, better be listening because I think an editorial with you in that dress, oh my God, would be absolutely amazing. Uh, One of the things I kind of alluded to your childhood uh, prior, you have said that it seemed to be easier for your parents to accept you being a homosexual and so hard for them to accept gender fluidity. And mm-hmm. and allow that. Can you talk to us a bit about first of all when you came to that point where you're presenting to your parents saying, This is what this is who I am and what that was like and how that shaped you?
1: Um, well of course the the non-binary, the gender fluidity, um, started when I was very young, like around like two or three years old when I could um, you know, go to preschool and see the dress up trunk and want wear the princess dresses. <laughs> Um, for some reason, my parents were like, um, I think because my mother grew up in a world where, um, women were not allowed to do things that men did. So she adopted this kind of, um, identity where, okay, if that's true, then men shouldn't be allowed to do the things I do as a woman. And so it was like this, like battle between us because she saw, that I wanted dolls. That I wanted to wear makeup. That I wanted to, um, wear dresses and stuff. And she was like, "No, that's that's what girls do. And you're a boy, and I'm not going to give you that freedom. Wow. You know, Control freak. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Did uh, just out of curiosity, did religion have any part of that, or was that just culture?
1: Just culture. Yeah. Wow. We were not a religious family. I didn't yeah. grow up with any religion, honestly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, what's what's interesting about that is I've been having that conversation more and more lately, talking about how it's not, not. I came from a Southern Baptist minister. I'm his son. Uh, it's not just religion. There is a cultural aspect to keeping our children, you know, under lock and key. That it's not yes. just that. Uh, yeah. And w- the other thing that's fascinating to me uh, you've been releasing music for a few years now. I have to tell you, I absolutely love the Empowered Bottom EP. Yes, yeah. because it's weird. We don't talk about that a lot within the gay community. You know, bottoms are still considered. You know, the women and the you know these weird rules. I love you are just out there empowering everyone. <laughs> so I have read that you tend to be introverted. What makes your art so extroverted?
1: Um, I think because, like I said, my art is just me. Yeah. Um, and when you, you perform, when you create your art and you, you throw it to the world, you're not, um, you're not walking into a big room of people and speaking to them. Um, you're not even meeting an individual and speaking to them. You're just presenting it on a camera. And so I think for introverts like me, it's a lot easier to do self-expression because we're not—we um, don't have that fear of like somebody's judgment until we press, you know, upload. Right. Or you get the comment back. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you've gotten good feedback, right? People who feel pretty
1: much—I've—I've I've been fortunate in that sense, yeah.
0: Well, do you think also? I know that a lot of the people uh, you have appreciated from the past, like David Bowie, people who have presented kind of a, a gender fuck like we used to call in the old days. But they've... So do you think that you pull... I almost feel like you're the next step. You know what I mean? This more... Because mm. you're even more out there doing the work. You're not playing around. You know what I mean? Do you think... Mm. Does that ever cross your mind when you're doing your, your art and your music?
1: Um, you know, I definitely think that like I, I think people have this misconception sometimes about me that I'm doing it to be shocking or I'm doing it to be different and um, honestly when I try to fit in is when you know I, I just feel like crap. <laughs> you well know, I mean so.
0: you have not shied away from talking about how the industry wants to label you and they get uncomfortable if they can't make you fit in one space and you are yeah. more than that. And I'm sure that is industry as in uh, music, as well as people have said that you're calling out uh, some of the porn studios in your song, but I'm sure it's all entertainment that you're just trying to express. So you, so they have kind of pushed back at you. Is that right?
1: I'd say so. I mean, um, allegedly, the reason I was not... Um, booked very much in gay porn was because of what I do on the side, which is, you know, I wear stuff like this and they don't like that. And they said, well, we we just can't visualize you playing the other role, which is silly because, you know, like porn is acting. It's not real. Exactly, It's not real. (laughs) Just (laughs) as much as the lines before the sex. The sex isn't real and the lines are not real. Exactly. If you're an actor and you enjoy entertaining, you can fit that role and still walk off set and put on a dress. It's, exactly. Honestly.
0: <laughs> it's fascinating that they need it to be, and I feel like, and, you know, no shade to Hollywood, but I feel like producers tend to just have one idea in their head. I feel like it comes from that because they're thinking, well, we have to sell so this won't yeah. sell. and yet the reaction you get to your music and uh performing and your lyrics i think would say the exact opposite that no people want this they want to see this you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that i'm sure that's very frustrating but i have to believe that's got to change
1: you know I hope so.
0: <laughs> There's all. There always has to be that one who steps up, and it sucks because you're like, no, I want mean it to be okay right now, but uh, it's work. But you, I feel like the work you've been doing for the last few years is changing people. Do you feel that?
1: I do. Um, you know, little by little, um, I've gotten a little bit. I still haven't gotten bookings but I've gotten a little bit more accepted by the gay porn industry See? and you know I've sat down with actual directors and um, you know tried to you know convince them that like I, I'm still somebody you should book yeah. and um, also I you know I do a lot of OnlyFans filming right. and you know I, I sit there after we film, or before we film, and I talk to these other performers. I'm like, "What do you think of what I do?" And you know, most for the most part, they're like, "What you do is awesome," and I I wish more people could see it.
0: Exactly. I I it's the same type of thing in all aspects of art, but I think like recently all the controversy over uh, people who do drag. I always mm. think, but it's an art form. Like they're creating art. It has. Like you have the option of getting to know that person beyond this piece of art. But in the end, we're all just trying to make the world, I think, prettier, really.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I have to admit that um, I'm sure you get a lot of assumptions uh, by looking at you and knowing you've been, you know, you do music. Uh, So that's why I was mentioning earlier that I read that you were introverted, and I have to admit, I, I shocked myself. I was like, what? There's no way I read that, right? But the <laughs> fact is, we don't really know. You have admitted that there are times you question yourself, and the decision, like a regular human, uh, you question the things, and what's it, what path is it going to put you on? Is that one of the biggest misconceptions about you that people make?
1: Um. Yeah, people they just assume I have it all because I'm pretty, but right. it's like, no, I, I, I struggle just as much as everyone else. I, I still have to like, you know, balance a checkbook figuratively because right. oh. checkbooks anymore. Right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> um, have look at it online yeah.
0: and see where, yeah, exactly. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you were mentioning only fans earlier, which actually a lot of performers can make better living, Doing that than some of these porn studios uh, is taking this control back of their lives. And uh, one of the things that I read is that you have funded a lot of your art through escorting or OnlyFans or any of that. What did it take for you to own your sexuality, which I love? Mm,
1: um, you know, I... I never had a problem escorting, and I've been doing escorting since I was in my early twenties, and I'm 41 now. Um, the whole like concept of the empowered bottom thing came from um, when I was shooting my debut scene. Um, it was with Next Door, and like I just kept hearing nonstop. But you're just the bottom, and it's like, are you sure you're just the bottom? And it's like, yes, I'm a bottom, and I'm fucking proud of it. Right. Right, which don't I don't need to be. Right. I wish more of us
0: would stand up and, and say that.
1: Right. Cause at the end of the day, it's like it's your body. And like do what makes you feel good for it. Don't try to impress other people. I mean exactly. I, that whole concept is just like so stupid to me that people are just like, Oh, I have to be verse because nobody will like me. I was like, bitch, they'll like you. Just find the right people. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and it's kind of like I feel the same thing. I think it's Again, I'm so shocked at uh, the industry pushing back on you. Because in the end, uh, successful escort, you've got OnlyFans, you're out there and there's obviously people who are like, yeah, this, I, I think this guy's, or this, I'm, I'm sorry, I think she's great. And then they act like, you know, it's, there's a disconnect to where, mm-hmm. no, I have proven that uh, there is an audience that loves me. And you're telling me that there isn't. It's this gaslighting, almost.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're always, when you're um, an entertainer, you're always going to have to prove yourself to somebody. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be like, well, I don't see it. Right. You know.
0: Well, I think it's uh, amazing. You've also talked about how it's very limiting this heteronormative attitude that we have in culture, that, that that's been you breaking out of that, and I mm. have to say, I can totally understand that. When did you understand that there was this concept, this heteronormativity, uh, that seemed to be so oppressive, and and you just couldn't take part in that?
1: Um, I'd say there was probably like two points in my life when I had to face that. Um, first one was, I'd say, um, the first ten years of my career. Um, I was always hiring people to work with and they kept trying to image consult me and they they would try to make me into a boy I say well you can be gay but you have to be you can't be flamboyant or if you're flamboyant you can wear um, sequins but it still has to be a man's shirt you know kind of thing (laughs) so that was like the first time and then I I broke out of that when I started doing like shout out to the lonely and wearing heels and all that stuff um and then when I got into porn I had to backtrack because they started throwing all that stuff at me again. It was like, why can't you be normal? And um, like I really had to look at it and say, like, well, you know, I want I want to do porn, but I also don't want to be the heteronormative. Right. And so like all these years it's just been this like push and pull of experimenting. Well, how much can I get away with, but still Close it up and be that person they want me right. to be when on set, kind right. of thing. I
0: feel like uh, I feel like you're so. When I look at all of your art, you're so successful. You should just start your own production company and just do <laughs> because I really think we uh, we dumb down when we when we listen to the producers. And everything they want to dumb us down, but I think the the public is way ready. I mean, look at your song. And look at the beauty that you create with each of your videos. That mm. has to speak to something.
1: I, I think so. I think it speaks to a lot of people. I just, um, but I also think people are shy and they don't want to, you know, come out, come out in the masses and say that somebody like me is inspiring them. Right. But I think I am inspiring them. They just, they just don't talk about it.
0: Exactly. Well, then we need to give them megaphones because they need to talk.
1: About
0: <laughs> um, and the other thing that I read, uh, your your father, I believe, once talked about how all souls are gendered. Mm. With that, I had to fuck with your brain.
1: You know? <laughs> I Actually, I never, like, I, it never, like, I, I couldn't agree with him no matter, like, how, tr- how much he tried to convince me. I was just like, no, you're wrong. He said, no, I'm right. And I said, no, you're wrong. And he was just... You know, eventually, right. we just walk away from each other.
0: <laughs> were you ever able to find a bridge between your parents and you, or was it just there was never going to be, you know, a un- united front for that?
1: Um, I think my relationship with my parents is agree to disagree kind of thing because at this point we don't really agree about anything. Yeah. Other than we're we're all introverts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hear you. I hear That's you. about it. <laughs>
0: you know, I always think it's the same with, uh, it's same with. I understand that dynamic is same with me and my parents. But I have to say, there's going to come a day, maybe it's way at the end, where they have to see that their child has changed a piece of the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We, I, the fact that you spend so much time trying to empower others, are you ever fully aware? At the the power of yourself that you, I mean, that empowerment has to come from someone. Does it ever strike you that, I mean, not in a conceited way, but in a no, this is the work. This is the work I'm proud to do.
1: Mm. Um, you know, I I tend to forget, honestly, on a, a regular basis. I I I get stuck in my routines, in my everyday life, and I, you know, I go to the gym for three hours and I come home and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what to do now. But then I forget, Oh, I'm also this like big star. Yeah. And I like, I'm helping people out there. It's like, Oh shit. That's right. (laughs) Right. I
0: I guess you still have to be a regular person, but you know, yeah. (laughs) Well, I also love that. Like I said in the beginning that we do a lot of body positivity work and people think that just means, like, because I'm a, a bearish guy. No, I mean it all. I mean from, you know, the people who who enjoy the gym and work out at the gym all the way. We have to accept all of us. And I love reading, uh, uh, you had talked about how you love your hourglass shape because of the way clothing features on that. I mean, that has to be just enlightening and, and and you know, opening your own mind there.
1: Mm. It, it definitely encourages me to keep pushing myself and just like seeing how much of that hourglass can I create?
0: <laughs> and, and some people really, do you ever wear corsets with your, with your dresses or anything?
1: Uh, most of those dresses have like the built-in corsets. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Because you do have that V that comes in and it features these, I mean, I think that, like I said, that blue gown features Mm -hmm. so well. And you, and then you bring in, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. You brought in jewelry and the makeup was very thought because they were all connected to projects that you've already done. Right. It kind Mm -hmm. of brought it all together. Can you talk to us about why that was important?
1: I, you know, I love Easter eggs and things. Just watch anything I watch. I love to see all the the references and, um, that's kind of how my brain thinks. I just like, I I pick this item because it's reminiscent of that. Like um, the skulls on the necklace and the the first look, those were very similar to the skulls from the shout out to the lonely. That was my goth phase. Yeah. And um, the blue dress, it um, kind of represents my awakening and my freedom, my sense of freedom. Um, But in a way, I've already discovered my sense of freedom in Empowered Bottom. And so I wore the same earrings and the bracelets from that video with that dress.
0: It's uh, fascinating to me. The other thing is I don't think we see enough of the art form that you create out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there needs to be you and you need to have an army of people doing (laughs) what you do. Do you do a lot of public, like, do you perform much Outside or is the introversion kind of like, or do you do red carpets or any of that?
1: Um, I it's not so much because of the introversion; it's more like I just haven't gotten lucky. Um, in this day and age, it's become—I I would say—because of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm not saying RuPaul's Drag Race is a bad thing. Right. I'm saying it has um, kind of changed who gets hired to perform. Yeah. At events, because yeah. they the people are f- more familiar with the, the the reality TV stars, and they want to see those on stage. They don't want to see um, recur- recording artists who have never even been on TV. Right. And so, my popularity gets it gets more and more difficult to get booked over the years. Yeah. But I I still try. If I can, I can kind of thing.
0: (laughs) I think, please try. I think that there is such a visual aspect to your work that, I mean, to see you on a stage. Would you ever be willing to do, like, like to do this song live on a stage somewhere?
1: I'm hoping to, yeah. Oh, nice. I'm hoping to do a a lot of my songs eventually on big stages with costume performers sort of thing.
0: I love that. And I I have to say uh, a behind the scenes thing is that you're uh, you're with such a good publicity company that they're Mm. so they're so good at Mm. that. So I have hope. I have hope that 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 will be be coming up. Can we talk? You were uh, you mentioned earlier that you have more recently added Queen, which I think is another moment of empowerment. What made you make that decision, and what does that meant to you to add that?
1: Originally, we added Queen because um, I was offered uh, my own talk show. It was going to be like an LGBT talk show on an upcoming streaming network. Mm-hmm. And so we added the Queen to kind of like separate the, the old Surgette from the new Surgette. Um, unfortunately that never happened. The, the network never came to be and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, but at the time I had already started releasing singles with, uh, Velvet Code and So Fierce Music. And so I was like, can you call me Queen at the time? And they were like, okay. And it's like, it's too late now to get rid of it. <laughs> right.
0: And I love that you've added it. I think it even elevates the message you're trying to get out there anyways, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, gender fluidity and accepting who you are. Having that full name, you know, Queen Sir is like the the uh, the word, the verbiage of that same thing. Like it's showing mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I think that's amazing oh, yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, because... Um you know, sir is such a, like a masculine term. We, we, we always assume it's like a dominant male right? kind of figure. And so like adding queen kind of like, um, contradicts it, but at the same time complements it. it's the, the, the feminine, the masculine, and then jet, which is my initials. So it's yeah. like a name that perfectly describes everything I am.
0: Exactly. And I love that. And I do, while we're talking, I do want to mention to people that they can find your music, including the newest single on Spotify. Like it's right there. Yeah. Is there, can I also ask, is there, what, what can people do to support your art? Like, is there a website? What, you know, other, I mean, OnlyFans is obviously an option uh, to support and get money. (laughs) Is there like, I know the music industry has changed so much over the last couple of decades, but is there a place they can buy the single? Is there, you know, what can we do to support you?
1: Um, there's nothing really physical you can purchase at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, if your local bar has performances, like, tell them about me. Yeah. You know, ask. Ask people like or your pride festivals, your your upcoming pride festivals. Do you want to see Queen Sir Because I can do it. They just gotta, you know, right? <laughs> get me over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> they have to ask. I am. Uh, I feel like you're a trailblazer in a lot of ways, and that mm-hmm. once you start breaking into those stages, it's like RuPaul did for so many drag queens. You do yes. for music and art. Uh, we just have to get you out there. Mm-hmm. So. I'm That's always been but the challenge. And it is it yeah, and it definitely is being in the arts is a challenge anyways, but it's never impossible. You know, it, it takes us dreamers to just jump out and make it work. Have you found that your uh I guess your confidence and your your shyness has kind of grown out a little bit as you've been having your music career and the porn career? Has it has it helped your confidence?
1: Little by little, yeah. Um, funny thing is like the I think the thing that helped me with my confidence the most was actually improv. Like doing improv comedy. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you like do improv because
0: yeah. you're down in LA, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So do you do uh, I lived there for quite a few years. Do you do improv around? Anywhere?
1: No, I haven't done in a long time, but um, about a, like a decade ago, I, I went through a whole improv program and at one point they gave me my own live show and i like i I did my show like once a week wow yeah
0: see everything builds on also you were saying you mentioned earlier your age and i'm like i would not have guessed that so (sighs) you you've been in the industry you've been paying your dues uh even if you look 30 it's you know you've been doing the work to to get out there what would you give as advice to, I'd say two different things, to an artist wanting to get out there and maybe they don't see them themselves out there? Like, as much work has been done, you are unique and, you know, presenting the next level. Let's say someone doesn't see their art in the world. What would you give them as advice to to find their footing?
1: Um, I would say... It's it's not so much don't listen to other people, but um, follow what what the voice inside you is telling you to do, and even if it's a total failure, just keep trying. And kind a of thing because, oh, honey, I can tell you the amount of times I have failed, the amount of times I fell on my face, the amount of times I've been told to get off the stage because they didn't like the music. You know? Really? Yeah. Because I used to, I perform for like at straight bars when I was starting out. Ouch! <laughs> yeah. Like, can you cut your set short? We have other performers who are more popular.
0: <laughs> That's great, but you know what? I feel like it's a lot like like doing stand up or anything. It it kind of builds your, it cuts your teeth, you know. To, yeah. be able to, I mean, it's a horrible experience. I hate it, but it makes us better performers. I think in the end.
1: Yeah, so you gotta develop your, your skin, you gotta get it thick. <laughs> right,
0: right. Now, to the second set of people I wanna talk about. Um, there is a confidence and a bravery and a fearlessness, really, to being who you are, to just being able to accept uh, this cocoon that we call a body and to express ourselves. How, what would you say to someone who's afraid to do that, but they want? To accept exactly the person that they are, what would you say to them?
1: I would say baby steps, like start with just like trying on clothes in the mirror, and um, from there, like videotape yourself or take your take your selfies, but don't post them. Just see right. what you look like on camera and see like how does it make you feel, and if it makes you feel bad. You know, ask yourself, why, why don't I feel comfortable watching myself do this? Right. And it's not usually because it's wrong. It's usually because somebody at some point told us it was wrong. And we just have to get past those feelings.
0: Exactly. To place any moral judgment on just, like there's enough crap out in that world for us to get mad at. To place <laughs> a moral judgment on art seems so insane to me. To tell someone, I don't want you to be comfortable with yourself and your path, I feel like that's when we know we have somehow taken a turn that isn't for the best. Uh, And for us, I would like, we always push community here. You know, uh, a lot of us don't have our families. And so, especially when they're younger, and I always push find your people, find your tribe, as we say. And surround yourself with people who love you and who you know you're loved. Were you able to finally find a, a community that you feel yourself in?
1: Mm, I think I'm still looking. Really,
0: <laughs> it's—I will say—it's not easy down in LA for sure, mm-hmm. but or
1: anywhere, honestly.
0: Oh, true, and especially when you stand um, when you're ahead. Of, of a trend that should be gigantic, it's lonely there.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But I have to tell you that I find it brilliant. And it doesn't change that it's lonely. But I, mm-hmm. and as you know, you, uh, people send you letters and tell you what it means to them. Um, I think it's amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy that you are fearless. And that you keep pushing forward no matter how lonely or how, you know, outside you feel like. So I hope...
1: One, yeah, because the alternative is to get a day job. Right? That's, be an accountant. None of,
0: <laughs> none of us want that, especially creative. No. No, no. <laughs> what is, if you were to look down the line the next few years, what is that next dream that you want to accomplish?
1: I so would we, like to perform regularly i would like to tour i would like to be that that full-time singer and performer um not so much maybe porn or maybe not i don't really care at this point because they've they've given me the runaround so much over these years
0: I, I, <laughs> well i think it would be amazing i i'm still so surprised but i plan on sending some notes um amazing that the club circuit and these great, because there are some great uh, venues out there. I'm still in shock, but I I have a feeling that's not going to last long. They're going to come. They're going to finally wake up and and, uh, see the artist that you are. Um, Any last parting words for our listeners? Maybe something about you want them to know about you um, that you would like to impart?
1: Um, like I said, I'm I'm 41. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so if you ever feel like you're not progressing or things aren't going right, um, just remember, old Queen Sir Jet is still kicking it. <laughs> She's look, still trying. <laughs> Why well, you do it? Yeah,
0: you make the 40s look good. I'm a little up here in the 40s compared to you, but you give me mm. hope.
1: Ah, yes.
0: (laughs) And never stop. You know, there's not an age where, you know, we're aged out of anything. You know what Mm. I mean? So always, always follow those streams. Uh, Remember, please go and check out anything you can can find by uh, this. I'm going to call you a diva. The diva Uh, herself. I mean, because the music is amazing. I listened to it all day long as I was getting... Oh,
1: fabulous.
0: Yeah, so... Go to Spotify. Go out there. And honestly, if right now the way you can support Queen Sergeette is through OnlyFans, then do it. Find a way to, you know, give that money because uh, we need to support the ones that are out there working hard and hitting the streets. Oh, I do have one question. Have you <laughs> ever spoken to the designer uh, Christian Siriano? Because I would love to see you in one of his dresses.
1: Uh no, I've, I'm not famous enough.
0: Oh, no, I refuse. I refuse to take
1: that.
0: <laughs> But could you, do you, uh, are you drawn to his work at all?
1: Oh, yes, all the tool, that flowing tool, is, it's very me. <laughs> I, uh,
0: now that I started following you on Instagram today, and just amazing pictures that are there. So you can also go follow uh, Queen Sergent on Instagram. But So I follow both you and I follow uh, Siriano, And I love watching, and I'll just watch both and be like, no, you need to be. That needs to be
1: it. It (laughs) It it." would be a good match, yes. (laughs) I I
0: absolutely agree. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on The Queer Centric. Uh, We definitely want to celebrate you and uh, push as much as we can. The minute you get your first live gig, I want to know all about it. Yes. (laughs) So so don't forget us. Remember, everybody, you can catch our show every Tuesday at thequeercentric.com. We're always bringing you amazing content uh, and great queer artists and people, artists who are out there doing the work that we need done in this in this world. So remember to check that out. Uh, Remember to go check out our merch. Um, It's going to be a good day. So until next time, everybody. Bye.